Limitless Wrestling fans. It's another edition of the Limitless Wrestling Podcast. John Alba here with the czar of Limitless Wrestling, Randy Carver. And you know what? Screw it. I'm not even giving you the time of day. Oh, baby. Ah, just, it is the greatest moment in the history of our sport. You know who it is. One and all! Finally! In the greatest professional professional wrestling match in the history of history. My Invisalign got the best of me. The main attraction, Mac Daniels defeated Love Doug. And I have won my first match in Limitless Wrestling! We are 1-0, and you know why? Because the winner... The main attraction. ...got the job done! Woo! This is horrific. Oh... Brandy. I've never been so happy to chat with you. How are you? Well, I'm doing great, but I don't think the listeners are. I think we just lost everyone on this episode of the podcast. So it was a nice uh, 10 second listen for those who made it through. Oh my God. Wow. Wow. I mean, the rest of the show was great too, but wow. The main attraction challenge was a moment in time in the great tome of independent professional wrestling. One, two, three, clean in the middle of the ring. Randy, how does it feel to be talking to an undefeated Emmy Award winner? Well, I'm, I'm curious about the uh, undefeated portion of that. I mean, I'm not sure if you're talking matches in Limitless Wrestling or Emmy nominations, but I believe there are losses in both categories. I have no idea what you're talking about. Record is clean. What's in the past is in the past. It's about the present and it's about the future. And the main attraction, Mac Daniels and I, are 1-0. and yeah, as of uh, as of this past week, yeah. I mean, if we're just if we're just starting records at double vision, sure. But I can recall quite a few John Alba losses. The whole Alba Star search was trash. And then Mac Daniels' record isn't exactly spotless either. So, I mean, congratulations! Your main attraction challenge, the Mac, the kickoff show to double vision. Your boy did get it done. Love Doug. An amazing try. He, he's a valiant wrestler, valiant warrior, should I say. A fighter for love, but uh, there wasn't much love through it, flowing through Yarmouth, Maine, I guess, for him that night. Randy, this was just such a great show. And I'm just amazed by the love and support that we saw from the Limitless Wrestling Faithful. For not just the entire show, but in particular for me and the main attraction, Mac Daniels. Um, really just an incredible, incredible night that will live in the 
lures of main professional wrestling and beyond. Wow. Oh, it was, it was crazy. Um, like you were saying, the support we received from people who viewed the show, people who tuned into the kickoff, whether it was on YouTube, Facebook, or IWTV, we had a ton of fans step up for wrestler sponsorships as well. Uh, it just, it's amazing and it's encouraging for the future that we can, you know, until it's safe to have a full capacity crowd once again, to have this, uh, this format, you know, that we've been doing for the past few months, we've kind of worked out the kinks through the road. We had the vacation land cup in 2020 and now double vision. Uh, it's just encouraging to see that the future of limitless wrestling does not have to continue to be on hold that we can continue to push forward with not just the road, but these major events in limitless wrestling history. So, uh, it's a, it's a huge thank you to our supporters, our fans, from the state of Maine, across New England, all over the country, uh, wherever you tuned in, we very much appreciate it. It was great, wasn't it? I know. It really was. Wasn't it amazing just seeing the arms raised in the air? Just you good? I'm sorry, Eric and I are talking. Oh, uh, yeah. Our new, uh, our new fucking sidekick on this podcast. <laughs> what are you talking about here? What are you <laughs> talking know. about? She's very much ingrained into my life in every way possible. Of course. She is the Andy Richter to my Conan O'Brien. There you go. The Ed McMahon to my Johnny. You've thought about this a lot, huh? No. This is instinctual. Okay. I'm spur of the moment, bro. That's all you. I am Mr. Personality on this podcast. Whoever has said that? A lot of people have. You don't I even don't you that. don't even see the mentions that I get. Oh, okay. Anyway, Double Vision was a smashing success, and we are so appreciative of everyone who took the time to watch it. And we're going to run through it today here on the Limitless Wrestling Podcast because we have a new Limitless Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion, and his name is Daniel Garcia. And we will have lots to hit on as we go through this. So you ready to run through it? I'm ready to roll. Well, things got started with the main attraction challenge. Mac Daniels and I were in the ring, and quite frankly, Randy, we were ready to pose for 30 minutes, and I was totally okay with that. <laughs> All right, here's my question, though. If this kept going, when was John Alba going to pose, and what would that pose have been? I have very scenic poses. It's very stoic. It's very real and raw. And it's not flexing. It's just more looking at to the jaw structure that I have and, and letting it speak for itself. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. Are and you a, uh, like, let's say John Alba has a dating profile. Are you a jaw structure put over guy? Is that going to be something that you're, no, you know, you're throwing I mean, out there to people? I have a beautiful smile. And okay. that's what I'm showcasing. And more than that, as, as you are well aware, um, my hair. Yeah. I mean, what about it? It's worth showing off. Okay. So we were ready to do that. Mac Daniels looked amazing in that front turnbuckle corner. And then... This freaking loser love Doug, who I should have known he was going to answer it because he got up in my mentions for an entire week leading up to this, answers it. 
And w- what happened? I thought I thought people here in Limitless hated Love Doug, and all of a sudden I see people going nuts for him. Well, I think people feel the love. They feel for Love Doug, who really just has not found his footing in Limitless Wrestling. I mean, he we, we saw his debut at Pandemic at the Dojo. He was able to pick up a victory in tag team action. But since the road kicked off last summer, Love Doug has not found victory once. Love is still eluding him in Limitless Wrestling, but any challenge that's laid on the table, I mean, you, you've got to expect that Love Doug is going to look to not only win the love, the cheers, the smiles from the Limitless Wrestling faithful, but he's looking for love inside that ring. He's looking for victory. And unfortunately, for the Limitless Wrestling audience, myself, literally everybody who is watching this show except for you and Mac, you guys came out victorious. So props to you. Uh, I knew I'd hear about it. I didn't know that we'd be treated to another hit of Mac Daniels' theme song at the top of this episode, but I should have known congratulations john as much as it hurts me to say deep down not even a small part of you was happy for me deep down i'll be honest man deep down a small part of me was proud of mac daniels limitless dojo student for picking up a victory on the big stage and that's about where i leave it are you kidding me right now after all i do for you you couldn't have just a little semblance of you know what good for him all right. Well, you know, I, all right. I could have got there. And then you start fucking around with Doug's belongings on the outside. You've got his purse. Dude. His sunglasses. Did, what did the you, hell is that? Did you not see this man pulled roses out of his crotch? I think twice. Uh, twice? There's a lot in there. And so if he's going to be touching Mac Daniels with crotch roses, by God... I'm doing everyone a favor here by stepping in and making sure that's not going to happen any anymore. Well, if that's where he puts his roses, I wouldn't want to know where he puts his sunglasses. Uh, if you wore, so. uh, uh, uh. Well, you did see that we put hand sanitizer on Eric Greenleaf's paws before the match. I did. Hey, good call. We were sanitizing all around. I mean, I'm sure Eric Greenleaf came into the nice sanitized to the gills, but never a bad idea. No, of course not. And to Eric Greenleaf's credit, outside of the time that I had to get on the apron and tell him to let Mac Daniels do his work, uh, Greenleaf called a fair match. Hey, right down the middle. That's Eric Greenleaf, man. Well, it wasn't down the middle until I told him, hey, you better call the match down the middle. Okay, I, I see. You've got this influence on Eric Greenleaf that has to be, has to be there before every appearance. Yes, it was great. The main attraction, Mac Daniels, won. I was in just legitimate... Aw, uh, do you see that GIF that Harry posted? The GIF? Yes. Is that? That is how you pronounce it. You're a GIF guy. No, I, I'm a GIF guy, and we've gone over this on this show, because I produced the 2013 Webby Awards at MLB Advanced Media, and the guy who got the Lifetime Achievement Award was the guy who invented the GIF, and he himself said it's pronounced GIF. It should be GIF, but guess what? It's not. It's GIF. All right, man. Okay. So, anyway, did you see the GIF? That Harry Aaron posted. Uh, of you throwing around the rose petals or you no, and Max arms? Of, of me staring at Max physique. Oh, that one too, of course. And then I leapt into Max's arms. It was a beautiful moment in Limitless Wrestling history. Sure. It was a moment. What did you think of what we had to say afterwards? Well, I'm, I'm always intrigued, John, because 
you do have a deep phone book. It's it's really racked up the victories for you before and the success. So we are uh, one interested. and zero, huh? We are one and zero. Ah, see, I don't. That's I don't understand that. Bear Country, Nico Silva, just the name of those who didn't aren't come through for you. Those aren't canon. Okay. Okay. Want to know? Sure. Uh, we can say that just to get through it. But yeah, uh, I, I am interested. Uh, I, I don't really understand this whole conspiracy theory against Mac Daniels. I think you guys should be very grateful that he was even on this show. And that's, you know, thanks to your phone, thanks to your connections. But hey, he lost the Tyree Taylor. He lost the opportunity to be here originally. Well, who would you like to see having Mac Daniels back? Because as I said, I'm going to make some calls. I still haven't quite figured it out yet. Who would you like to see in his corner? Uh, Eric Greenleaf is one. It would be great to have Greenleaf in our back pocket. Oh no! I mean, he'd have to he'd have to enforce for Mac Daniels. He could no longer be a referee. Hmm. There you go. Um, I don't really know. I mean, uh, are you trying to get into tag team or or tri- the trios realm? Like, hmm. what what's your game plan here? I just I I'm a very busy human being. You know this, and I can't always be in his corner. So I just need people looking out for him. Okay. So I don't know, man. Whether that's Lance Archer, yeah, okay, or someone else, sure, akin to Lance Archer, get Who, working, man. Did you see Rip Bison? By the way, said he wanted to strike me across my back with his his uh, his his strap. Oh, that old hunk of leather. That's something I would like to see. Maybe that's a match me? for the future. I would love to see Mac Daniels take on Rick Bison. Would you? I, I would. I mean, he's going to rip your boy apart. And we will not be 1-0 anymore. We will be 2-0 after that. <laughs> okay. So. Sure. Okay. Just saying. Uh, so the greatest intro match for any show took place in the Mac. And then we were off to the races. Alec Price defeated Myron Reed. And another huge win in the book of Alec Price who once again has reiterated to this limitless audience that he very much belongs in the world heavyweight title picture. And it's tough to deny at this point. I mean, the, there are losses there for Alec Price, but they're few and far between. In the final three of the 2020 Vacation Land Cup with Daniel Garcia and Christian Casanova, who met in the main event at Double Vision. And this was a good test for Alec. I mean, Myron Reed... Former MLW middleweight champion, he's really been tearing it up, not only in MLW, but on the independent scene for the past few months. Uh, such an aerial assassin that Alec Price, I think, strives to be on that level of notoriety as Myron Reed. And certainly, I mean, he can hang with the best of them, Myron included. So uh, a very crafty victory, too, for Alec Price here. The counter into the cover, catching Myron Reed off guard. He definitely had him scouted in the right way heading into this matchup. What about Myron Reed here? Myron Reed comes up short once again in Limitless Wrestling, but he made it clear that he's going to be back. We're going to see more of him. How can he get on the right foot? I think it all starts with victory. I mean, that's, that sounds simple to say, but we say it all the time. The victories really matter in Limitless Wrestling, and the more that you can stack them up, the more that you can really make your presence felt, that's when you start getting the matches you want, the opponents you want, and maybe the championship opportunities. So... 
he's going to find some kind of bounce back match for him, whether it's a singles matchup or maybe he even moves into uh, multi-man action, which we're going to talk about here in a second. That's a great way. If you can keep your head on a swivel and make it happen, that's a great way to make an impact really quickly and get a much-needed victory. You think a guy like Myron Reed is motivated seeing a guy like Christian Casanova, who he's known so well, move on to that next stage? I think he's got to be. I mean, he's in a good position right now. I mean, MLW is a great place to be, but uh, I think it's always a motivating factor, especially when you see people in the same locker rooms that you share on the same level, especially guys like a Christian with Myron in this example, guys who were opponents numerous times across the ring from each other. And uh, it's got to be a motivating factor to want you to step up your game, continue to get better and see what maybe that next step would be. This was a fun way to open up the card. I, I thought Alec Price, as you alluded to, has just shown he is part of the future of pro wrestling. And I would not be surprised to see Alec Price in the Limitless Wrestling Championship picture by the end of this calendar year, if not even. I earlier. mean, hell, dude. So. He was already there, realistically. He yeah. fought his way to get there. I think he overcame a lot of odds defeating Ace Romero, but he was right there. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about a match that I saw a lot of people were saying stole the show, and I think you could make the argument that it did. Kevin Blackwood defeated Charles Mason and Ken Broadway. We saw Kevin Blackwood working with Daniel Garcia up in Buffalo, trying to get into the zone that he needed to get into to come away with the win here. We talked about it last week. Kevin Blackwood kind of needed to go back, take a few steps back, find himself, and figure out who he is because he's had a lot of L's of late in Limitless. And he comes in here with two guys making their either limitless debuts or long-awaited returns and just kills it. This was a great match, and I thought all three of these men stood out and earned their way back to a future Limitless Wrestling show. Oh, I'm right there with you. Uh, this was incredible, honestly. Like, And I'm picky on my triple threats. I think we've talked about it here before. I don't necessarily love them. Um, well, we could talk about much. this, too. This was not originally supposed to be a triple threat match. Yeah, let's talk about it. Um, so originally for this show, uh, we'll talk about Rip and Killjoy later, but Rip Bison was going to have his rematch with Warhorse, which uh, was just going to be beyond one year that they had met for the first time, which was Rip Bison's debut. It was an independent wrestling championship match. Bison came up short, and I think that really ignited the fire for him to have this run that he's had in Limitless Wrestling over the past year, really growing in to who Rip Bison is. Um, and it really paid off throughout his stint on the road in Limitless Wrestling in general. He's been on a run lately. Would have been really fun. And it's a rematch still that I do want to have on a future show. But obviously, uh, when we had some travel issues pan out for this one, where we realized that Warhorse was not going to be able to make it, um, we ended up pivoting. And this was originally going to be a fatal four-way that included Rob Killjoy. Instead, Killjoy moved into the position against Rip Bison. This ended up being a triple threat, so a better chance to win for all three individuals, but you still have to keep your head on a swivel, and Kevin Blackwood really managed the chaos very well. It's his first victory, if I'm remembering correctly, it's his first victory since the Expo, which is September 2019. So it has been... Quite some time for Kevin Blackwood, a long-awaited victory for him, and finally gets himself back on the right foot. As you said, we saw him training at Grapplers Anonymous in Buffalo with Daniel Garcia, 
really trying to tap into that aggression and really using the losses that he's had over the past year and a half as fuel to get him back to this point. Charles Mason and Ken Broadway, though, I can't talk yeah. enough about them, too. Uh, insane performances, two guys who I really want to have in our well, locker room as much as possible. Let's talk about them individually. I, that's that's a crazy statement you're making there, talking about guys you want in your locker room when you see what Charles Mason does. He was terrifying, and I saw everyone losing their minds over that last shot that the cameras got of him. As, as you said on commentary, for a lack of better phrasing, getting off on Kevin Blackwood stretching out Ken Broadway here. Yeah, uh, I think he was enamored by the scene there and just could not take himself out of that moment, seeing Ken Broadway fade in the arms of Kevin Blackwood. And we heard him post-match. It really wasn't uh, a, a bummed Charles Mason or an unsatisfied Charles Mason because in reality, I mean, he, he got a piece of what he wanted there. He got to see someone nearly get choked out and he loves that shit. He lives for it. But you heard you heard him say, next time, Ken, you're going to fade in my hands, which is just some words that really stick with you even days later. I mean, we, we saw that air on Friday. Uh, I can I can see that whole visual play in my head here on Tuesday. Uh, Charles Mason is just a sick individual, but he's interesting and he's fucking unreal inside the ring. Uh, some of the combinations he was putting together and I know that he's seen. Uh, a lot of triple threats, a lot of four ways, a lot of scrambles recently. And he sure as hell has seen a lot of Ken Broadway. So the satisfaction set in. He didn't end up breaking up the submission. Ken Broadway, unfortunately, fading in the arms of Kevin Blackwood. But what a return for cash flow. Money making Manhattan's finest after five years making it back to Limitless Wrestling. And quite a showing for him. Uh, there's a ton of matches uh, just after seeing that one performance that I really want to do with Ken Broadway. Yeah, what what would you like to see Ken Broadway do next? I mean, honestly, off the top of my head, Myron Reed, after we were just talking about it, I, I think those two would mesh really well. Those are two guys who'd be looking for a victory. Obviously, Charles Mason has to find his way on that list. Uh, there's a laundry list of them. Tyree Taylor as well, I think would be a very interesting challenge. I don't know if I've seen Ken Broadway uh, against too many big men, so I think that'd be a very interesting situation for him as well. I'm excited to talk about Tyree Taylor here in just a couple minutes, but uh, I'm I'm with you, man. I'm I'm definitely with you. Ken Broadway showed up and showed out here. Huge win for Kevin Blackwood. Becca versus Ashley Vox, a match a lot of people were talking about coming into this. Wow, what an innovative way to win this match for Becca. Sliding the scrunchie on Ashley Vox, tying her up, and then catching her with a quick one. Huge, huge win for Becca. Yeah, uh, really gets her back on the snide and gets her a win against Ashley Vox. The rematch from the road, they kicked off season two, and uh, this one was so much fun. Becca, I think, really learning from her mistakes and now putting the scrunchies to good use. Uh, John, are you a member of the scrunchie squad? I believe that's something that you're going to have to wait and see, correct? <laughs> that's news to me, but I'm, I'm excited. I mean, rumor has it that Becca and I got together and had a discussion, and cameras were there. So, oh, okay. So I'm into that. We'll have to see if the Limitless social team ever puts that out. But, but maybe you can make some calls. Of course. Um, Becca with a huge victory here, and 
Unfortunately for Ashley Vox, who seemingly wants nothing to do with the scrunchy squad, she doesn't believe it, uh, she was inducted firsthand by the leader of the scrunchy squad, Becca, after this match. A scrunchy left on her arm, a scrunchy in her hair. She ate a visco round, losing one, two, three. It's a huge victory for Becca, and Ashley Vox wasn't too happy about it post-match. So uh, I don't think that we're done seeing these two inside the ring together, but I think we'll have a few more parties as well when that happens. Yeah, and, and what next for Ashley now? Well, I mean, it, it sounded like she wanted more of Becca, and, and that seemingly looks to be in a tag team situation. She brought up Delmi XO um, in a tag team capacity. She said it online. She doesn't believe anybody can touch the C-Stars right now. So uh, we'll see if the Scrunchy Squad does have as many members as Becca says. She says they're worldwide. They're uh, always taking applicants. So uh, I think uh, from what I understand, if you're listening today, on Wednesday, when this drops, I think we're going to hear from Becca tonight on the road about that very situation. Mm. So stay tuned. So I don't know if you're going to say this is the best match on the card, but I think this might have been your favorite, your personal favorite. Big Beef and Tyree Taylor absolutely tore it up, and everyone was talking about this match. Big Beef comes that, away with the win here. Yeah, that they did, John, and it was... Uh, just the pure definition of a Haas fight, a beef battle. These two beat the absolute hell out of each other. And uh, Tyree, I, I just want to talk about the, the clip that I think if you watch this show, you definitely saw it. If you followed the hashtag on Twitter, you definitely saw it. It was Big Beef hurling an oncoming Tyree Taylor into the corner. Yes. And he just bounced off that middle turnbuckle and he could have been dead. Uh, just there, there's some crazy stuff in this matchup, really crazy stuff that, uh, you don't necessarily see guys of this size. And I know this is very cliche to say, but you don't see guys of this size moving as well as they do the agility, the athleticism, uh, and just the raw strength as well. That was put on display numerous times by both competitors. I think this is a matchup that should put both these dudes on the map for promoters, uh, throughout the rest of the year, Big Beef in the Midwest, Tyree in the Northeast. These guys should be on your radar. They should be on other shows. Uh, if if you have promotions in your area, ask for these dudes because I was thoroughly impressed by Tyree and Big Beef. What a battle it was. And like you said, I think this had a lot of people talking after Double Vision. You said it to me privately, and I agree that I think Tyree Taylor reminds me a lot of young Samoa Joe. Yeah. There's just uh, – from – not even just from the, like the offense that he executes standpoint, but the way he carries himself, uh, just the presence that he has inside the ring, it's really different, and it's very unique, and you don't see it all the time. So uh, I think a lot of people should be getting on board right now with Tyree Taylor. One person who's not on board with the big boy from Brooklyn, that's ring announcer Ethan Scott, who had just a tough night. I feel bad for the kid because he has – he just tries to do his job to the best of his ability. He's dressed like a fucking million bucks. He's asking the right questions. But Tyree loses his cool with Ethan, shoves him down to the floor, roughs him up a little bit. And uh, it wasn't the end of his night. But, man, uh, a rough one for I'm, Ethan I'm glad that, I don't know if you were able to see that. I'm glad that you were, ha you were totally okay with Tyree shoving Eric Greenleaf after the match. Well, I mean, hey, 
Eric Greenleaf's in the line of fire. I can understand being inside the ring. Emotions are high. But post-match, I mean, come on now. What, so, so now you know what we, I was more well, happy with, though, before we move on? When Tyree got his hands on you. What are you doing here? I've just... Uh, we're well, that match, that, match didn't, that match didn't count against our record. In what world? Because he did not win or lose. Therefore, it did not count. I, I'm pretty sure he lost. He surely didn't win. Did he so. get his shoulders pinned to the mat? Did he tap out? All right. I didn't know we were being this way. but This is what we're talking about here, bro. Well, Tyree Taylor showed some aggressiveness after this, as you said. So what now for Tyree? Because we were talking about it on commentary on the show. Yeah, he won his opportunity, but he got overzealous and came up short as a result. Yeah, and it's uh, it's interesting with Tyree. It's almost like he, he just, at the very last moment, his eye just goes off the ball. And in the big scenarios, when the lights shine the brightest, the focus just is not there at the right time. I mean, we saw with the four-way qualifier at the Vacation Land Cup, uh, your boy had the chain in his hand. Tyree had you in his hands. Instead of heading back inside the ring, he drops you, chases after the chain. Mac chases him out. He's not there Just when the pinfall is counted. Heroic then, action by Mac, Mac Daniels, sir. Sure. Uh, absolutely heroic. We can put it that way. And then he's got big beef down, looks for the moon salt, no water in the pool, and it costs him once more. So Tyree, I think... Uh, really has to just hone in and focus and change his outlook a little bit. And I think we're already seeing that. I think a lot of people were shocked by the actions of Tyree post-match. And um, maybe this uh, this is a new day, a new dawn, so to speak, for Tyree. But it has to pay off in victories. It has to pay off with results. So we're going to see tonight, if you're watching the road, Limitless Dojo rookie Dylan Nix gets his opportunity, and this is huge for him tonight if he can knock off Tyree, and he may be catching him at the right time uh, after Tyree with a loss to Big Beef. Who knows where his head is at, but we'll find out tonight. This was a match where people who enjoy listening to Randy Carver play-by-play really were treated to uh, high-energy Randy Carver. Oh, yeah, I got to step a few feet back from the mic for sure. (laughs) And I, I mean, I thought I did a great impression of you on social media last week. (laughs) I did laugh at that. Oh, my God, and to the good, good Lord. That's your favorite, good Lord. And Tom Phillips on the Fastlane pay-per-view yelled, good Lord. And I was like, this guy just watched Double Vision. He just hey, he probably it. did. We got to get, you a, we gotta get you a good Lord shirt. That's your, uh, hey. that's your, uh, Lord, that's your JR. He killed him. <laughs> that's, 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 that's what that is but I mean it's very clear you very much love doing play by play and to my chagrin you are very good at it so oh, thank you, I, John I think you're very good as well when Mac's not out there okay just give me that opportunity and then we'll see um, okay oh and I want to put over Big Beef here for a second too because we spent a lot of time talking about Tyree uh, Big Beef gave a great interview with Pro Wrestling Ponderings where he spoke very highly of Limitless Wrestling and I thought that was pretty cool of him too he did I got a chance to check that out and it's a, a very good interview uh, Big Beef really on the rise right now I yeah. think and now securing his first victory in Limitless Wrestling huge for him uh, awesome to see the Beefy Bomb also yes. I know you love calling that yes uh, that was very fun some 
very innovative offense from Big Beef and just uh, a hell of a dude, hell of a performer, and I'm very excited to see his future. Let's talk about Rip Bison and Rob Killjoy. So this was Rob Killjoy's Limitless debut. He doesn't get the W here, but as we talked about last week, he is so deceptive. This guy looks like a hobo. I'm just going to be real with you. He looks like a hobo. He looks like he belongs with your boys, the Drifters. Wow. He does. Does he not? That's harsh. He looks like he could be a drifter. And yet, here we are. This guy is turning up and showing out, as you said, a suggestion of J.D. Drake to bring him in. And he gets thrust into this singles match opportunity, which he learned of the day of the show. And all of a sudden here, just tears it down with Rip Bison, who picks up the win. And now is just... Feeling it, this guy. Uh, I had, I think, the most tweets, and I, I'm always very interested because, like, to pull back the curtain a little bit, um, it's so tough right now to feel what what's getting over and what's not, and it's you really have to base a lot of what we're doing off of the tweets, the comments, the remarks from folks online. Because obviously we're not seeing hardly anyone in person. Um, the only people that we're seeing at these events are literally the crew and the roster. That's it. And you you kind of have to feed off of what people enjoy. T- like just just be cognizant online. Really is what I'm getting at. And uh, I really tried to be throughout the weekend a double vision. I was really interested to feel um, people's reactions from it, who they liked, who they didn't. Um, what really stood out to people. And uh, there were numerous, you know, uh, people wanted to see more Charles Mason or Ken Broadway, but I had the most messages just about how surprised people were about Rob Killjoy. I think a lot of people kind of overlooked this matchup um, and just maybe didn't give it the time of day with a card that we had like this. And it's understandable. There was a lot of good shit on this card, but I think a lot of people were very surprised by Rob Kiljoy and what exactly he brought to the table. As you said, he's been a longtime suggestion to J.D. Drake as someone to get up here, whether it was with the Ugly Ducklings or in a singles capacity. Um, and he just felt like the perfect guy when we did have that uh, card mixed up to put in this position with how highly recommended and regarded he was by his peers. And not just J.D. Drake, MSP as well has been putting him and the Ugly Ducklings over to the moon. Um, and man, did this deliver, uh, Rip Bison on a run right now in Limitless Wrestling. And we talked about it. He's really honed in on who Rip Bison is, what that style is and how to perfect it over the past year. And now it's paying off for him. Victories galore, whether it's on the road, vacation land cup here at double vision, but an, an excellent performance from Rob Killjoy, who you'll definitely be seeing more of in Limitless Wrestling. And I wish I had it in front of me, but I did want to mention, uh, Lance Lude, one third of the Ugly Ducklings, going through a cancer battle right now, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are doing a benefit show. The Ugly Ducklings are in April. Uh, all the proceeds going to Lance and his fight with cancer. So if you want to see that, check out Rob Killjoy's Twitter or the uh, the Ugly Ducklings Twitter for more information. We've been retweeting it as well on the Limitless Wrestling socials. So uh, go check that out. There's ways to donate if you can't be there. So. Uh, it's a really good cause for one of the Ducks. I told you this, the Living the Gimmick patrons are all in on Rip Bison. Yeah, you were you were talking about how hard they put this match over. They thought this match was awesome. It was an awesome match. and It was. 
and there was a certain psychology to it too where Rip Bison loves being on the outside, man. And you can't let that guy get on the outside because if you do and you take the match out there, you're not going to beat him there. It's his zone. It's his territory. I mean, it's it's where he thrives. There's hardly been anyone in Limitless Wrestling because a majority of his matches in some way, shape, or form do end up on the floor because that's his territory. But uh, it's few and far between that you see someone actually take him to his limit out on the floor. You really want to see Mac Daniels face him, huh? I mean, I'd be very interested to see what happens on the floor with not only Mac Daniels out there, but you too. I am game. Book it. <laughs> okay. You're just testing me now. I asked my co-host of Living the Gimmick, Doug McDonald, on our podcast this week, which features an interview with Drew McIntyre that everybody should listen to. I asked him, because we got some questions about Limitless Wrestling, actually, on, in our mail call segment this week. And we were talking about Rip Bison and Chops and... And ended up, the discussion came down to Valter and his chops. How much money would you have to be paid to take a Valter chop? Fuck. Because <laughs> uh, I imagine you want Rip Bison to chop me. I'm just, I'm taking a venture guess here. I mean, he throws him. He's around. So, I mean, if that scenario played out, I'm sure it may happen. Um, I don't know. The, the Valter chop, that's just not fun. Is, ah. is Valter not the coolest pro wrestler in the world? Like, he is a total James Bond villain as a pro wrestler. Like, this is the guy that you'd put up against Hulk Hogan in 1987 at WrestleMania. Oh, 100%. And, and like, that, that, he has made that cool in 2021. Yeah. And it's, just, it's, it's about how they package it, and it's about, like, him delivering just about every time he's out there. Uh, can have any kind of match that you're looking for and really just constructs his stuff so well. Um, so fun to watch. No doubt about that. All right, let's talk Ava Everett and Davian. This match didn't even start as a match. They just started going at it, and boom, just absolute brawl. People seem to be really into this program, and we're not done, Randy, because I, I, got, I got a feeling Davian is just not going to sit okay with how things turned out. No, I mean, we heard her post-match. She wants to Davey and Ava Everett's limitless career. So uh, not a good sign in the future for Ava Everett, who proclaims that she is done with Davey. And she's beaten her. She's had her match, and she's won. And she's done with Not America's Sweetheart. Uh, just certainly not going to sit well with Davey and getting jumped right off the rip. Uh, the fight on the outside, we didn't know if this one would actually get started by referee Nate Speckman, but Ava Everett got the jump started out on the right foot and she got what she came for her return to limitless wrestling is extremely successful showing up on the road beating up davian and not even accepting a match on the road she says i'm gonna wait till double vision and maybe it paid off more eyes on ava everett with this show and uh she really proved that she could hang and get the job done she was amazing in this match that senton that she hit off the top with davian just draped over the rope Oh, that guillotine leg drop. It was, yeah. It, yeah, I mean, it, 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 almost, it almost looked like a senton to me. But I, she did hit her with her leg. So, yeah, I guess you could call it a leg drop. Dude, it was like the most perfect flush landing that you could ever see. It was I crazy. I, I literally was, uh, like, taken aback with the words on commentary because I was like, damn, uh, you don't see 
even like the the highest tier athletes you see doing something like that, not a lot of them are going to land completely on the other person and then just eloquently onto their feet. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. Um, so what next for Ava Everett here? She tries to hold off Davian. Might we see them collide here on the road? Well, um, I'm not too sure if they're going to collide on the road because Ava Everett has said anywhere that you'll listen, post-match, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, she's done with Davian. And she's also stated we're going to hear from her tonight on the road. So uh, I think the future of Ava Everett, we're going to hear about it tonight, 7 p.m. IWTV on episode five. Okay. okay. All right. Good stuff there. The competition defeated MSP and CJ Cruz and Ricky Archer. They stole one here. Biggest win of their career probably in some time at least. Uh, though we have learned on the road that I believe it was Connor Murphy has a couple wins over Kenny Omega in his corner. So not too shabby. But as a unit, this is a huge comeback win for the competition. Setting the stage for what may be to come of the Limitless Wrestling Tag Team picture. Yeah, and this is another, uh, just like Rob Killjoy, I, I got a lot of tweets, a lot of messages about the competition who I still think to a lot of people, uh, because there there is going to be the viewer of Limitless Wrestling who's just tuning in for the big shows, not, not the road, so they may not have met the competition just yet. A lot of people were sending messages, tweets, whatever about the competition. A lot of main fans probably remember them from years of the past. Uh, they've been stalwarts here in main independent wrestling, but taking some time off and now really refocusing. And I, I think they're, they're really hitting their stride. I think they're the best they've ever been right now. And with a, with a victory like this, you know, a match they've wanted for quite some time with MSP, they didn't exactly get it the way that they wanted it with CJ Cruz and Ricky Archer involved, but how could they not be after the attack, the competition laid out earlier this season on the road, but man, it, it all comes around for the competition. It all pans out. They get this victory. They proclaim, they're at the top of the Limitless Wrestling Tag Team ranks right now, and they want it all. So uh, a big win for the competition, really a solidifier for them as Limitless Wrestling moves forward in 2021, and I think we're going to see a lot more of them as this tag team division continues to grow. MSP really looks like it's in a reinvention stage right now. That they are. Uh, I think they're trying some new things, and um, unfortunately not getting out on the right foot with the new presentation. I mean, they really, I'm sure wanted to come out swinging, especially on a big show like this, and especially get back at the competition for the attack they laid out on episode two. But um, it, it's cool to see DK and Agro begin to experiment and begin to really tap into who they are as Danger Kid and Aiden Agro. Um, they've had this time with the pandemic, with not a ton of shows last summer into the winter, especially. Uh, they've really had time to kind of figure out what MSP is going to be moving forward, how to how to build that brand and how to take it more places and have it really resonate. So I'm very excited for the future of MSP as we move forward as well. All right, let's talk about the main event, Randy. I just think that Daniel Garcia is on a chart to stardom that we seldom see in independent pro wrestling. Um, and I think WrestleMania week is going to really cement that for him. He is... He's incredible. He is 
an elite professional wrestler at 22 years old. He picks up the Limitless Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship in Christian Casanova's final independent match in an all-time classic Limitless Wrestling main event. One of the best independent wrestling matches you're going to see this year where the best of both men was on display. I had people message me saying they were in legitimate tears watching this match because of how good it was. And I got emotional watching this match because of how good it was. And you throw in the whole story of it and everything, the promo packages that Harry Aaron put together were just incredible. This was as big league as big league gets on the independent scene. And they put on a match of the ages. What do you think? That they did. And before we go further, I do want to put over uh, Harry Aaron, who was the director of this whole program, along with John Roy, Paul Glanz, uh, DJ Tony D. Um, we have just an amazing crew firing on all cylinders right now that really made the production, the feel of this show, I think the best thing that we've ever presented, hands down. And uh, from the virtual merch table, which we talked about earlier off air, um, there were a lot of added elements to this that really made it a well-rounded show. So uh, my hat's off to that group, especially in the, the promo package leading into this was such a good um, kind of last hit heading into this contest to kind of really, uh, for, for those who hadn't been following the entire time, especially before the pandemic, where we're going with Casanova and Garcia really painted that story well. And these are two guys who I think for, for quite a long time are going to be intertwined with each other in some way, shape or form, but absolutely excellent match. I think one of the best in limitless wrestling history. I think a lot of, a lot of people have said it is the best to them in limitless wrestling history, a certain match of the year candidate, Christian Casanova, who, you know, really, he embodies what happen. limitless wrestling is about. Randy. Absolutely. This, this entire match, both these guys, Daniel Garcia overcoming so much and Christian Casanova on his way to the dream job on his way to WWE. This match didn't have to happen. He didn't have to do this match. You know what I mean? Like it's just a, a lot of things went into this that made it so special, not only for the fans watching for the wrestlers inside the ring, for the wrestlers around the ring who are a part of the limitless wrestling family who are watching this uh, to us who, you know, we, we've witnessed the entire metamorphosis of each of these wrestlers. They've gone through so much to get to where they are today. And Daniel Garcia, now the fourth man on the list of Limitless Wrestling World Champions in history after defeating Christian Casanova, choking him out center of the ring. Casanova did not get pinned. He did not tap out. But the reign ends at double vision. Now that it's in the books, what can you say about Christian? Oh, um, just so cool to see that he grew into one of the leaders of this company from a guy who was on the very first show, stage one, throughout the very first year as the thriller in New England. Um, we've talked about it at length. I think we talked about it a lot on the on the lead in show, but Christian just uh, really grew into the locker room leader of uh, someone who leads Limitless Wrestling and builds the company, builds those around him, because I do view this more as just uh, a place where people work. I really uh, I take pride in who we have in Limitless Wrestling. I take pride in the wrestlers and their work and uh, trying to build their brand as well as ours elsewhere. You know what I mean? To, to take it other places. And Christian 
just a, a great guy to have in the locker room, a great guy to have represent the company as a champion. And uh, I, I'm very happy that in the, in the history books of Limitless Wrestling, you're going to see Christian Casanova and we're going to know like e- even throughout this pandemic where we didn't get to experience this championship reign with fans there. It's so meaningful to everyone who saw the rise of Christian Casanova. They saw where he was going and they really believed the hype behind him and supported him. And I think he's always going to have that support, especially from this main fan base. Okay. Daniel Garcia. We've talked at length about the adversity this man has overcome. Like Christian, like AG, like MJF, I don't know how long this guy's going to have to be Limitless Wrestling Champion because of what his career aspirations are. So with that said, what can we expect from Daniel Garcia as the Limitless Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion? I believe we've got some uh, fun announcements to get into here. We do. Um, But I think it's very telling the first interview that Daniel Garcia put out there with Sports Illustrated. Well, it was actually the first one was with Sam Letourneau, who did a great job chatting with him. Excuse me, yeah, deserves a shout out for sure. Uh, I should say uh, the first written article. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the uh, the Sam Letourneau uh, interview with Daniel Garcia. We posted it on our socials as well. But she talked to him immediately after uh, winning the Limitless Wrestling World yeah, Championship. Like Twelve hours after. <laughs> What's that? It was like 12 hours after on her WrestleTube channel. Literally, yeah. it was the morning after. Yeah. So uh, get after that if you haven't yet. But uh, Justin Barrasso of Sports Illustrated put out a, an interview with Garcia after winning the championship. And I think it was pretty telling uh, exactly what he had to say right there in terms of what Daniel Garcia plans for his future, not only in Limitless Wrestling, but just as an independent wrestler in general. I mean, he said in that article – Uh, I've heard too often that with everyone signing contracts, independent wrestling is dead. Uh, With people like Lee Moriarty, Chris Dickinson, Kevin Blackwood, Atticus Coger, and myself, I can assure you it's alive and well. There's a great deal of speculation about my future. I've obviously appeared for AEW and NXT over the past year, but right now my goal isn't to sign with a major company. My goal is to become the best independent wrestler in the world. And as the Limitless Wrestling World Champion, He's going to do that. Uh, I don't think Daniel Garcia is going anywhere right off. I think we're going to see him in Limitless Wrestling for a little while, regardless of the speculation, regardless of the noise. Daniel Garcia is obviously sought after by the major companies right now. It's understandable watching his body of work. Anyone who has the money to lay down a contract for him would want someone like Red Death Daniel Garcia playing on their team. But uh, I do think that we're going to see the reign of Daniel Garcia at least However long he can hold the championship, I think we're going to see that continue, and I think we're going to see him in Limitless Wrestling for quite some time. So with that said, what's next? Well, uh, if you saw the announcement last night, we're going to be back on IWTV, another full-fledged Limitless show coming on Friday, April 16th, Suffer No Fools, headlined by two of the top independent, I can't even say two of the top, two top independent wrestlers colliding for supremacy the limitless wrestling world championship will be on the line in a submission match for the first time ever it's red death daniel garcia defending against the independent wrestling champion the apex of combat tiger style lee moriarty 
Now, their first encounter from the Vacation Land copy is available for free on the Limitless Wrestling YouTube. Randy and I have talked about it at length here on this podcast. We both believe that that is one of the greatest matches in Limitless history, and I believe it was one of the best independent wrestling matches of last year. What can we expect from this one? Well, it's it's going to be very interesting because now Daniel Garcia is really entering the territory of Lee Moriarty. Not that Daniel Garcia is not a masterful technician, but, but this is what Lee Moriarty does and, and bread and butter. And to be fair, Garcia didn't tap out Christian Casanova. He beat him to a pulp. He did. He, did, he didn't tap him out. It was referee stoppage at that point. So uh, I, I'm very intrigued by this. It's a, it's a very interesting step to take for the Limitless Wrestling World Champion for your very first defense in Limitless Wrestling. But uh, I'm gearing up for it. It's the two best on the independence right now. Lee Moriarty defeating Warhorse, ending the historic reign as independent wrestling champion. And he's virtually untouchable right now. But he lost his debut. And that was the Red Death. So why is he first in line for it? Well, I mean, how can you dispute what Lee Moriarty has done other than that one loss to Daniel Garcia? In your conversations with Daniel, is this something that he has wanted right away? Um, I think one thing that really stuck in his craw, and I, I understand it to an extent, is where he's had these historic victories. He's defeated Lee Moriarty, who everyone in that matchup uh, was calling it an upset when Daniel won. And then he goes on to beat Christian Casanova, and all the talk, all the articles, all the podcasts were about Christian and Lee. And even even our own podcast, John, we were talking so much about how impressive Lee Moriarty was even in defeat. And Christian Casanova uh, heading to the WWE, of course, I think the the news and the adulation really overshadowed anything that Daniel Garcia did. And I think that's got to stick with you at some point, even being the champion, even being at the top of the mountain. I think Daniel Garcia, in a sense, wants to go beat Lee Moriarty at his own game to say, Hey, it's, it's undisputed who the best independent wrestler is in the world right now. And it's me. So we will see what comes of that. Remind everyone of when they can find that and where that's going to be. Yeah, one more time, uh, Friday, April 16th, Suffer No Fools, live on IWTV. Going to be a very similar setup to what we've done with Double Vision, to what we've done with the Vacation Land Cup. Uh, we're going to have talent announcements coming this week, and we'll have a lot to talk about next week, John, in terms of talent announcements for that show. Maybe even match announcements, too. Okay. Who knows? We've got one already. Well, the, um, the virtual merch table was an awesome idea for Double Vision. I assume we'll see that again here. We will. That's going to be a continuous thing for these big shows um, where we've got so many people watching. And uh, on top of that, if you are a podcast, if you want to sponsor a match, sponsor a talent on this upcoming show, we're going to offer that up once again as well with the awesome results that we've had so far. Uh, you can hit up LimitlessWrestling at Yahoo.com. We have all the match sponsorships available for this one. So uh, that'll get you on the match graphics. That'll get you in our announcements all the time. So if you'd like any more information, Limitless Wrestling at Yahoo.com. As always, this is going to be exclusive to IWTV, but we are going to bring back the kickoff show for this event and more coming up. Stay tuned on that. But uh, there is going to be a kickoff show that's going to kick off at 645 ahead of Suffer No Fools on the 16th. And uh, I think in the coming weeks, we'll have a ton of info on that for you. I don't think we need to do another main attraction challenge. I think we've earned our spot on, on a card on these Limitless shows. And we'll, we'll pick and choose them as, as we go. 
Here, I'll have. I mean, that's I'll cool. have my that's people cool. talk to your ask. people. I'll have my people talk to your people. And yeah, just like the just like the kickoff show last time, where your people did not talk to my people; they talked to IWTV's people. IWTV's people seemed okay with it, so yeah, okay, I didn't care. Uh, and a special thank you to all those sponsors: RingsideLogic.com, Zeke, Dame, Versace, Stoner, Matthew Merrick, Derek, and Jen Toby, Matt Buckaloo, Trivia Night by Alex. Is that Calder? Oh hell yeah, it's can Calder. I, can I tell you how happy it makes me? It makes me even more happy that our win came on a match sponsored by Alex Calder. He couldn't have been more disgusted. <laughs> it is so great. That makes me so happy. Suck failure, freak. Anyway. Fogbreaker Studios, How to Fall Podcast, Marie Shadows, The Grind Bin Podcast, Wrestle Act Radio, It's Our House Podcast, Young Lions Perspective, Fretzelmania Podcast, and Kings of the Rings Podcast. So thank you to everyone who stepped up for that. Um, anything else you want to add on the road for those who are listening to this on Wednesday? Yeah. Um, tune in tonight, IWTV, 7 p.m. You can use the code LIMITLESS to get a free trial if you're a new subscriber to IWTV. Uh, we've got a really fun one tonight. Rick Bison back in action after a victory against Rob Hug Collar match with Alexander Lee after a brush-up they had in the locker room last week. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Tyree Taylor going one-on-one with Dylan Nix. We're going to see TJ Crawford back in action. The Windy City Kid going one-on-one with baby girl Nick Stapp. And then in tag team action, I'm very excited for this one. The Prestige, Channing Thomas, and BRG colliding with cj cruz and ricky Ooh. archer so again i will have my eyes PM. on that match oh i'm sure you will i'm sure you will uh 7 p.m every single wednesday the road season three we're in the midst of it right now and then again friday april 16th suffer no fools on iwtv and i do want to say just another thank you to everyone our sponsors our fans anybody who viewed this show we trended uh, it really does keep us running right now it really keeps the wheels moving and uh, your support, whether we had a lot of people too, uh, checking in with the wrestlers merchandise from the merchandise tables, buying some limitless merchandise over the weekend. So that is always appreciated. Support your uh, your local promotion or your favorite promotion and support your favorite independent wrestlers always, because especially right now, uh, everybody needs it. We trended, bro. I know. I saw that. I saw some people getting pissed off. I think WandaVision fans um, were, were like, what the, what, this isn't my double vision. And I said, well, hey, maybe tune into IWTV. You might like it. But Did you watch pissed. WandaVision or no? I don't know. Uh, people say I need to. People really enjoy it. Do you like the Marvel movies? I don't know shit about Marvel okay, movies, so, then so never it probably mind. wouldn't so be for me. It is, not, nice. it is not for you, then. So, <laughs> Did you watch the Snyder Cut is the bigger question. I don't even know. I, I, there was a baseball pitcher named Kyle Snyder back oh in the day, but that's god. about all I know about Snyder. Oh, my God. Hey, Vey. You know who I'm tight with here? Kyle Farnsworth. You remember Kyle Farnsworth? Ooh, okay. Former yeah. Yanks reliever. Yeah, he, he pitched all over. and He's the guy that got famous for throwing haymakers in that brawl when with the Reds and the Cubs. It's a, Oh, okay. It's a okay. Good, good YouTube clip. He, he could probably... You're tight with him? Oh, How yeah. tight? I, I could text him right now. No shit. Oh, That's yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. I uh, I I definitely uh, could get him in a limitless wrestling ring. He's a tough guy. So maybe, maybe we'll have to see. <laughs> that would be fun. Oh, okay, how about this? We'll end with this because Bad Bunny's going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. You could get any celebrity for a match in Limitless Wrestling. 
Who would it be, and what's the match? Ah, Jesus. Other I mean, than, fucking... I know you want to run the Chris Van Vliet John Alba match eventually. <laughs> that I do. Um, man, I don't know. I, I, I think uh, in a six-man, I don't know the match right off my head, but I think in a six-man tag situation, I think Kevin James would be hilarious. Mm. Um, you strike me as I a big mean, Paul I'm... Blart guy. What's that? You strike me as a Paul Blart guy. I'm more of a King of Queens King guy. King of Kings. Okay. Um, man, if we get like the trio of like Kevin James, Ray Romano, and uh, I don't know, let's get the dude who played Deacon. I bet he throws a good. Well, if if you want Ray Romano, you just you just got to ask Randy. Um, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll show up if if you if you need me to. I I don't know. This is the content that people have been waiting for in this whole podcast: the Ray Romano impersonation. You just it's. It's limitless wrestling. It's I I've been I've been wondering all week for trying to wait, watch Double Vision on on IWTV, and they tell me my account ran out because I, I put the promo code limitless in, and and all of a sudden my access my access isn't limitless anymore after five days. <laughs> I uh, I also think that Miley Cyrus would fucking what? tear someone up. <laughs> I think Miley Cyrus. If she was wrestling someone in Limitless, I would love to see Miley Cyrus and Chris Statlander. I was just going to say Chris Statlander, yep. Hell that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's it. I'll tell you what, man. People want to see this Chris Van Vliet, John Alba match. And did you see Drifter's post about it? How does Drifter go viral with Chris Van Vliet? <laughs> I was dying to see, like, on all of his tweets and stories, it was like, adding Jacob Drifter because he made this. And I was like, you're kidding me. Drifter did this? I was dying. It was hilarious. It was too. not funny. It wasn't funny it was, at all. It was very funny. I, I messaged him. I said, I think that's the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> Would you like to describe to the kind people before we leave what he did? Because I'm not going to talk about it. So if you want to. Oh, if no, you, you have no, to. If this is your moment. No, this problem. is your moment to put over your homegrown talent here. So go ahead. Well, now I have to find it to remember what it said. Of course not. You don't even remember. It was, it was a meme, okay, and it it said, it, "Mom, can we have Chris?" Oh, yeah. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it said, "Mom, can we have Chris Van Vliet?" No, we have Chris Van Vliet at home, and it was fucking a picture of Chris Van Vliet, and then at home, John Alba. I don't know why the internet thinks this is so funny. I get tweets every day about how I'm a poor man's Chris Van Vliet, and I don't like it one bit. I don't like I it one bit. I love it, for the record. I think it was very good, and uh, I'm ready to host the match. I mean, once uh, I feel like Chris Van Vliet's probably ready to go. Where are you at, Johnny, your training <sighs> regimen? Emmy versus Emmy? Let's go. Okay. Emmy on a pole. I would never stick Eric on a pole. That's good. I would never do that to her. All right, we're done here. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We're back with you next week. We'll see you then.